0: Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler 24 7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
3: Martha Stewart, the original
0: influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul.
3: But
2: the six years ahead, she saw what was coming.
3: The prisoner. The rise, the fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha
0: paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her.
3: A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
4: everybody, welcome in. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. He's Matt Brown with you on a Tuesday live from our VEASAN studio at the South Point in beautiful Las Vegas. VEASAN's Zone, Jonathan Von Tobel, host contributor betting analyst, is going to join us later on in hour two as well. Lots of college football, NFL to get to throughout the course of the day, news and notes, but we're going to start things off. Talking some Monday night football, Um, fun for some, not so fun for others. The 49ers with an NFC West win over division rival, the Los Angeles Rams, 24 to nine, cashing as a two point favorite total stays under the 49ers now, four and oh to the under. And uh, the real story of this game, I feel like was just big plays, Debo and defense.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we really came out of that with really much about the 49ers that we didn't already know. We knew they had an awesome defense. We were already in on that. And then from an offensive standpoint, it was a 32-yard splash play run, a 57-yard touchdown pass where 54 of that was yards after catch and one of the most amazing catch and runs you'll ever see from Debo Samuel. A pick six was the other touchdown, and that's it. There was no sustained offensive drives that ended up, you know, in in touchdowns for the 49ers, which is kind of what we – had figured, in, I can't believe this chair just sunk. New chairs. No way. I, yeah, yeah, I cannot believe this. Dang, this. I'm gonna I have to do
4: like a rewind. Oh, I wish that we had man. a Monday Night Football replay that so just, that I could watch how that, that transpired. just <laughs> broke
2: my heart. You don't know how happy we were to get these new chairs. And then I just went <laughs> in the middle of the thing. Um, yeah, so I mean, I don't know if we really learned much about the 49ers that we didn't already know. I think what we really learned was about the Rams. And what we learned about the Rams last night is this team is certainly not one of the five best teams. It might not even be one of the 10 best teams. That being said, we do have power ratings come up a little bit later in the show. Uh, I'll, you know, spoiler alert. I didn't completely bump them out of there, but there was at least some consideration because Mm -hmm. if you look, if you have to target Cooper Cup 19 times and you have to target Tyler Higby 14 times and you can't figure out how to run this offense to anybody but those two people, then you got a major problem. And they got an Allen Robinson problem for sure because they signed him to be the legitimate number two receiver. And it's not just that he's not getting catches, he's not getting targets. No. It's it would be different if it's one of those things where you're like, man, this guy is, you know, he's getting seven, eight targets. He just can't get no, he's not getting targets because he's not getting separation and he's not getting open. And it's one of those things where maybe I mean, I certainly was way too excited about this move to him because the whole deal with Allen Robinson for so long was. This guy's never played with a good quarterback. All those years in Jacksonville and all those years in Chicago, we were like, this guy has never played with a good quarterback. And that maybe was the case then, but since then, we're talking about a guy who's had five different injuries. He's been, you know, he's missed games for five different times due to injury, a lot of those being lower body injuries along the way. And I wonder, coming out of last night, if he's not. If he's not washed, right? If he's not dust. Yeah. like I mean, like there, there was no separation at all for him. And, and I was went back and like watched the the all twenty two this morning to see if there was just something I missed, and there just really was not. The guy just couldn't get open. He couldn't do anything. And so Matt Stafford that, has no choice yeah, to look say, And
4: because of that, Matt Stafford didn't even sniff a look yeah. his way. He has
2: to. He has to look. I mean, like you have to throw it to Cooper Cup nineteen times in a game mm-hmm. if you're going to try to move the ball because your your other guys can't get open. And the other thing coming out of that game last night on the Rams side of things is I was worried about Jimmy Garoppolo. And we talked about this probably way too much yesterday for me saying like, Hey, look, you know, we don't really know about Jimmy Garoppolo. We don't really know what's going on. And and again, I don't think you came out of that game feeling great about Jimmy Garoppolo or anything, but you certainly came out of that game wondering what's up with Matthew Stafford, because there was not only bad decisions made, but really poor throws, really, really awkward things that we've never seen before from Matthew Stafford. And again, We just chalked up this whole arm injury thing to what they told us, which was no big deal. It's fine. He'll be fine. Don't worry about it. The fact that he didn't take any reps all summer, don't worry about it. It's It's fine. 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 He'll be okay. And He has not looked okay so far. And certainly last night it showed up pretty big. And it
4: doesn't help that your offensive line is struggling the way that it does with the injuries. You sacked seven times if you're already dealing with an injury, even if you're not saying so, that that's what the issue is here you're clearly not going to make it any better if you're getting taken to the ground consistently. 24,
2: 24 pressures was even the more is is even crazier about mm-hmm. that. So like of this, seven sacks and twenty four pressures in that game. So when he wasn't going down, he was under duress the whole time. And and honestly, the thing that we talked about. And I guess – and this is is good on the Niners and good on them understanding the circumstance because we were saying this team doesn't have to blitz because they get so much with the front – they get so much with the front four, they don't really have to worry about blitzing. But I think they looked at that decimated offensive line and said – we should probably blitz because we're going to get there instantly, <laughs> yes. right? Like Because they're going to have to account for our front four as it is anyway. And if we send an extra dude, yeah. this could be super bad news for them. And we're talking about a team that had the, the lowest blitz rate in all the NFL coming into this game and ended up blitzing 26% of the mm-hmm. time last night because I think, again, it's just good coaching is good coaching, right? And I think that was a superbly – Coach game on the defensive side of the ball.
4: Yeah, Nick Bosa had nine of those pressures. His six sacks now on the year lead the NFL, and the defense just harassed Matt Stafford all day long. And, of course, you have the, the pick six to in the fourth yeah. quarter from Hufanga there that was the difference maker, which is what ruined a lot of those teaser legs for, yes. for those of you that out was, there taking the plus eight. But this, this 49ers brutal. defense has not allowed a first-half touchdown all season long. And I don't know anybody out there who had no Rams touchdown in this game paid out 16 to one. So good on you if you yeah. did, but that's something that hasn't happened since Matt Stafford has joined the Rams. And
2: that being said, they get to the red zone three times, mm-hmm. fail all three times. You know, I mean like there was just a lot of things to hate about the Rams in this game. Well, And you know? we talked
4: about, I, I will say one thing that I, I did like was we talked about how good the 49ers defense is specifically against the run. The running backs couldn't do anything to help mm-hmm. them out either. And, and it's easy for Matt Stafford, I think to look bad again, because of the offensive line though, if they're not be able, if you're not able to get anybody to run block or pass protect. It's, it's going to be tough.
2: That, that being said, as good as this 49ers defense is, we we know, like, the defense can win you a game until it can't, right? And, like, that's the only concern I would have if I was, if I was coming out of this, like, super bullish on the 49ers. They had plays of 15, 20, 32, 35, and 57 yards in this game. So it was like chunk play after yes. chunk play after chunk play after chunk play. And then everything else in between was for nothing. Like, I mean, it was for absolute garbage. 58% of Jimmy Garoppolo's passing yards came on five completions, right? Like I, I like nearly 60%.
4: I thought you'd like this stat that 81% of his yards – came after the catch yeah. 193 of his 239 yards came after the catch his fourth career game uh, Debo Samuel, his fourth career game with over a hundred yards after the catch. He's a yak machine, which obviously helps out your quarterback. But the big thing for me and everybody I know wants to come out of this game hating on Jimmy Garoppolo again, because yeah, the 49ers get the win add another W to the column for Jimmy G, even though he didn't do anything. But at the same time, He didn't mess anything up, and I think that's the important part. You look at Matt Stafford. He has the lost fumble. He has another interception, six for him already on the year, led the league with 17 last year. Jimmy G didn't turn the ball over, didn't have an interception. Granted, I know that one to Debo that ended up being the miracle 57-yard catch-and-run touchdown to get things really, really moving for this offense is a big takeaway, but he – not turning the ball over and just doing enough to manage that offense is, I think, what San Francisco needs that can catapult them yeah. to a push in the playoffs. And
2: he was not sacked at all. No, and that's a that's another thing Without that we Trent were. Without Trent
4: Williams on the line, that
2: was the other big thing in this. And, and honestly, this was this was another problem. With the Rams, and if we're if we're really, I know this seems like I'm just taking this whole segment to just crap on the Rams, but like honestly, <laughs> they th- deserve so it. They were sense. dead last com- in in quarterback pressure rate coming into this game, and we were like, okay, certainly that's going to change when you have Aaron Donald. And you got whatever Aaron Donald. All they do, they just double team him every single time, and there's nobody mm-hmm. else in the, on that defensive line right now that's doing anything. And with that, they don't sack Jimmy Garoppolo a single time. In this game, you know, and like, it was just a, it was a little bit of a weird box tour because it was like the 49ers really got stout when they had to, Mm -hmm. but there was some flexibility. The Rams ran 73 plays in the game, but then it was only for three, but it was only for 3.5 yards per play. So it was kind of like they did chip, 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 chip down the field. I mean, like you don't run 73 plays and have absolutely no offensive success, but they just really, really, really stood up whenever they had to. And specifically when we talk about the red zone, as they were 0 for three this Ram squad whenever they got into the red zone. So man, there's just a lot. I think you better be, if you like the Ram, you better be praying Van Jefferson comes back and he is like completely healthy and can kind of be that that well, I'm not not even de facto number two. It has to be the number two because there's no if your number two is Tyler Higby then you ain't going nowhere. Like, it ain't happening. Like, if your number yeah. two is Tyler Higbee, it's not going to happen. And so, this well, is... that's
4: one of my favorite stats of this game was that Cooper Cup, um, 19 targets, 14 catches, 122 yards. Other Rams-wide receivers, nine targets, four catches, 40 yards. Yes. No touchdowns all around. And you just, you can't... You can't have that. You no. need to have a solid number two. One <laughs> thing I did want to ask you about yeah. this last minute or so here of the segment. You see the guy with the 15-leg parlay betting on every NFL game, comes down to Rams' money line, 10 bucks to win more than $74,000, doesn't cash out, doesn't hedge, doesn't do anything. His only hedge was a $20 free bet from FanDuel on the on the 49ers.
2: I'll believe it. I, 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 I honestly don't believe some of these stories, though. Like, there's just no way, if you're making a $10 parlay, that $74,000, like, that means an incredible amount to you. Yes. So, like, I mean, because if you're betting $10, then you don't have a giant His bank. cash out or, uh, option $23,
4: was $23,000. Yeah.
2: And I'm not saying that you they that would catch it, but I mean he could have just he could have just played a you know an alt line money. He could have done yeah. all kinds of different There's things. There's so many different yes.
4: options. I would like beg, borrow, steal to yeah. be able to hedge that game on the forty yeah. nine. I mean I he should have secured it.
2: five figures for sure. Like he at the at the very least he should have secured five figures.
4: It makes no sense to me. No, it's very frustrating. No. And again, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you that
2: you didn't do anything. I don't believe okay. you. Okay.
4: Well, uh, Rams, Niners, Seahawks, Cardinals, the whole division two and two now in the NFC West. A lot of two and two teams in the. NFL later on in the show we're going to get to are they good looking at all 15 teams around the league that are two and two through the first four weeks of the season we also have plenty of news notes injury updates as we look ahead to the week five NFL lines college football coming up might even get to a little Aaron judge talk three games left to get the record can he do it I think it's possible this guy's a scrooge in October. Don't go anywhere. More beasts and final countdown coming up.
0: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose.
1: Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
0: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatone and Matt Brown
3: on v the sports betting network.
4: The NHL season's almost here and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The v hockey season prep guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, who, by the way, on the show tomorrow. Make sure you tune in. He's got predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL bettor should know. This guide's a must-have. Got key insights for data for whether or not you're an avid hockey bettor, you're new to the sport. We've got... Got you covered. Beason.com slash subscribe. Get the Beason Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a subscriber today. Welcome you back into our Beason studio at the South Point live from Las Vegas. Matt Brown, Stormy Bond, and Tony with you. And Aaron Judge still on the hunt. We just, during the commercial break, watched the ad bat. He's one for four today. Had a single uh, <laughs> shot out there to center field just now. Didn't have enough on it. We thought that might be it. Still in the hunt for 62.
2: It was a pitch in which. A lot of people would have been able to uh, to hit out of the park, and he was uh, he's the top of the list of dudes that would be able to hit out of the park. I mean, he hit it hard. It was just, I mean, it was right down. This guy had absolutely no problem with giving up number 62. Like, he was like, you know what? Here we go. I'm going to throw this thing. I'm going to groove it right down the middle. And, I mean, he hit it hard, but it was just, you know, it was on, it was on a line. It wasn't on a, you know, it wasn't on an arc, but and, it was on a line. And
4: Burke had just let yeah. up a home run. The score right now, 4-4 in the top of the eighth. The Yankees with two on, no outs currently. Um, do you think – Another game today. Yes, it's a doubleheader yeah. today. So, so there's, there's another, another chance today if not
2: done in this one. But so. then,
4: I mean, there's only two more games yeah. after this one. So. He ain't doing it. I think that he does. I, oh, I just want him to so bad. Come You
2: just on. don't want him to be tied? You want to. It's
4: lame. Yeah, it is especially lame. With L- ties with,
2: are definitely lame.
4: Especially with how just much success he's had throughout the course of the season. I feel like he should have hit 65, 66.
2: And we would be able to see history as to where. 61 we weren't even around right. for that like I, you know we would we would be able to see history
4: maybe this is on me a little bit because i made such a big to-do about those 61 years ago he's going to get to 61 and he got to 61.
2: You didn't get to sixty two. Are you gonna watch Game Two, or are you just gonna rewatch like the Dragon Show? <laughs> <laughs> you just gonna you just gonna rewatch the Dragon Show, or are you gonna watch Game Listen, Two? Listen, we
4: tonight? are uh, very into House of Dragons yeah, currently. Yeah, things yeah. are getting weird. Just yeah. saying. Things have, uh, things
2: have been weird, but boy, they're getting yeah, they're they're getting weird. Yeah.
4: Um. Anyways, uh, tomorrow it's Domingo Herman and Glenn Otto on the hill. Judges over three in his career against Otto in that game tomorrow. So hopefully, come on. I think you're poised for change. That's enough baseball talk, though. We are an NFL show today, early on in the week, as we continue to look at some of the notable injuries. Good old Jira. Jared Jones Mm -hmm. on uh, 105.3 The Fan, which I feel like is basically an hourly spot for for this man, talking about Dak Prescott's injury. Um, He says that he still can't grip the football well enough to play, so he's not going to be out there this week. I mean, good to note it's not a setback. He's still on pace for the normal pace that it would be to come back from an injury like this with a thumb. Compromised grip strength, not great for an NFL quarterback, last I checked. So it will be Cooper Rush once again coming out this week. Um what do you make of of this matchup this week against the Rams after yeah, what we just saw
2: Man it's like it's it's very tough for me coming out of that game last night to feel very confident in this Rams team I mean like I understand that the defense that the Cowboys put on the field is nothing like the defense that the uh that the 49ers put on the field but still if you're just lo- if you're just looking I mean with lack of options out there I understand he is amazing, the chemistry between the two. It is going to be very hard to – everyone just goes, why don't you just shut down Cooper Cup? Well, I mean, that's what every defensive coordinator says Yeah, in the meetings. Like, no one's like, you know what we should do? We should allow them to throw the ball to him 19 times and him catch 14. Like, no one says that. To
4: your point, Cooper Uh, Cup has – crushed the 49ers historically like yeah. every game even though those even though San Francisco wins those games, Cooper has gone off for more than 120 yards and every he's single time.
2: So if and if you just watch like the guy is just so incredibly talented. He has like he can tell when he's gonna be hit. There was a there was a one particular catch last night it was only for like nine yards, but it was like the most impressive one to me. He saw the guy coming in in his peripheral vision, and he went out and like hands caught it way out in front of him to tuck it in real quick, and then dip down to where he didn't wasn't going to let the guy come and jar it loose. Or whatever. it's just the little things mm-hmm. that he does that makes him so incredible. But uh, you know, it's it's you oh, one man team is just not going to work. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's just not going to work for this Ram squad. And again, especially whenever the quarterback play is, and dare I say, mediocre. And I think it's kind of mediocre right now for Matthew Stafford. And so. I, I'm I'm not running to the window. I'll put it that way to back this Ram squad. Certainly at this number. I mean, well, it's it is it is still a backup, and it is still you know, like you said, for all of Jimmy G, Jimmy G stuff that we want to say bad about him. Like he, every now and then he makes a what are you doing Jimmy G throw, but most of the time he's. Fairly protects the ball fairly well. Doesn't make complete bonehead decisions like on a regular basis. Again, like the one every couple of games where you just go, what was What was he thinking? But mm-hmm. this is a non-starting quarterback going up against Aaron Donald and going up, you know, whatever. So, like there there is all of that. That being said, four and a half seems appropriate to me, and this will be one of the first games that I scratch off the list of you no know, contest play for me. No, See, like, and I'm interest actually this, thinking nothing.
4: I might use the Cowboys in the contest yeah. depending on what number they ultimately put out here because a lot of my thought process going into last week against the Commanders, and obviously the Rams and Commanders to very different teams, was just because of the defense. Like, the defense is the strength of this Dallas Cowboys team, and... Uh, if they can get to Matt Stafford in any similar capacity that the 49ers did, I think it could be another long mm-hmm. day for that lot of Los Angeles Rams offense. Um, speaking of this next week, 49ers uh, visit Carolina. San Francisco was a four and a half point favorite yesterday before the game. Now up to six and a half total in that game, 39. So we keep going through with some injuries, though. It's a short week. Thursday night football, Colts at Broncos, Denver a three-and-a-half point favorite, total 43-and-a-half. Jonathan Taylor, his injury is not considered severe as far as the ankle goes, but Frank Reich said he's not ready right now. We'll see if he's ready to go come Thursday night. They believe it's not something that can be made worse by playing. That's always something that's very interesting to hear is that someone's especially injured from an ankle and it's not going to be made worse.
2: Yeah, especially <laughs> from an ankle thing, right? Where it's kind of like, wait a minute, like ankles can roll again.
4: And I mean, they certainly can't run the football without yeah. him. We've seen that. They're turning it over a lot. Second worst turnover differential in the league, minus six through four games. Uh, and I mean, a tough test, I think, when you look at the defense of the Broncos on the other side. Yeah. But you no. tell me. Nobody
2: knows what to do in this game. It's, no, it's, it's, t- two it's toggling. Teams you don't
4: know what to do with.
2: It's toggling on and off of three, which if you know anything, how we, we talk about these key numbers all the time, like toggling on and off of three is something that books don't really love doing. And like that's, you know, it's <laughs> it's happened all day today because nobody knows what to do with this game. You have, I, I, I'm serious. I'm calling this a disappointment bowl. Here in week five, it is the disappointment bowl. <laughs> it is the two most disappointing well, teams in all of the NFL. And
4: I like feel silly because I just go credit the Broncos defense without even mentioning, oh, by the way, Randy Gregory on injured reserve now with the right knee after suffering the meniscus injury and at the running back position, drove Vontae Williams out, so they had to bring up Latavius Murray from the pra- and, from, uh, from the Saints practice. And like
2: walk. I said, if, if Taylor can't go for the Colts, the question then becomes like what is even the identity of this team because Michael Pittman – wasn't even the leading leading target getter in, in this past week anyway. So now they were looking toward every uh, – Matt Ryan's looking elsewhere to throw the ball and all that. It's, it's just the only identity they have is Jonathan Taylor. And then past that, there's nothing with this team, right? And so, like, I just don't know what they do. Patrick Tam for, for all of the offensive woes from the Broncos side, on the defensive side – They've been really good. Yeah, Sertan has become quite literally a top three corner in all the NFL. This dude has shadowed now three of the four weeks. He has locked down and shut down all three of the dudes that he has shadowed over the three of the four weeks that he's that he's been put into that coverage. And he's just absolutely mm-hmm. elite. The question becomes: is would they even need to shadow him in a game with the Colts? Because, like, do you, do you need to shadow Michael Pittman with this form of this Colts i Like, probably not. Right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it just it doesn't, I don't even know if he needs to shadow. In a game like this. And if you don't have Jonathan Taylor, then things go really, really crazy. I can't imagine myself backing the Broncos no matter what the situation, even if Jonathan Taylor doesn't go.
4: See, but- this This game was like, like, whereas you felt about the Cowboys game, how that's exactly how mm-hmm. I feel about Colts Broncos is there's nothing. You, you couldn't pay me to bet this game. Yeah. And I thought that about the Colts against the Chiefs as well though and look what happened there so maybe you should just fade my thought process when it comes to that but I just don't see a way that they're going to be able to move the ball offensively it without would, Jonathan it would Taylor be the, and if he it does play he's injured so it would be
2: the flat 3 on the Broncos if it, again there's there's 3 and 3 and a halfs available it would be the flat 3 on the Broncos if I had to play this one way or another I mean the other way to look at this is there are while we while we definitely have downplayed home field advantage over the course of the basically how the evolution of the, the NFL has gone.
4: Are you talking altitude with Denver? But
2: now we're going, now we are going to, so the Colts are going outside, right? I mean, the, the Colts are a dome team that is now going outside into, I don't know what the weather's like in Denver. It's typically cold. It's probably getting colder up there already. And whatever, like whatever. So <laughs> thin, it's probably going to be. the air is
4: something yeah, I It's probably not going to be
2: great of. or, you know, and all that. And of course, we know whenever you play at altitude that there is all of the, you know, the stuff that goes along with the conditioning and, and just the difference in the way that everything goes. So, I mean, like there is that that plays into this as well. If you want to look at it from that standpoint, but I'm with you. I probably on an Island game like this, I mean, maybe a prop, maybe, maybe Hines props for the Colts. If, if Jonathan Taylor isn't going to go or something like that, like maybe it's the direction that I'd try to attack this game, but I can't imagine me playing a straight side unless, again, we get no Jonathan Taylor and then maybe one other injury for the Colts Mm -hmm. and then maybe a flat three on the Broncos.
4: Yeah, again, three, three and a half is what we're seeing out there. Total 43 and a half. We're going to step aside real quick when we come back. Still more NFL news and notes. Get into the big college football games of the week as well. More v final countdown on the other side.
3: Final Countdown with Stormy Bonitone and Matt Brown on v Sin, the sports betting network.
4: Welcome back. The v Sin Final Countdown presented by Zin Nicotine vouches a simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zin Nicotine Vouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine. It's helped millions of people achieve that change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfactions. Zen understands there's one right time to make a change. Everybody's is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But when you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards some change, Zen's there for you with the right strength and right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making that change, you want to learn more today, check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine. Is an addictive chemical. Apologies for the laughter. I just stumbled on a word, and Matt is a little bit wild and making me laugh. And so that's just how my life is these days.
2: Eastern plus 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 subscription. Plus plus, yeah. So yeah. 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 we,
4: we got to really set that up. <laughs> Our breaks are intriguing.
2: uh animal.
4: Something we talked about yesterday, but didn't garner enough attention with all the other news and notes that were going on, is that Kenny Pickett is yes. the official starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers moving forward, and uh, odds makers not giving him a lot of love for his first career start in Orchard Park, a 14 point dog, total 47 in here. Also good to note, Minka Fitzpatrick dealing with a knee injury that according to Coach Tomlin needs to be managed. But, first game against Buffalo! Yeah. Not the most fun thing in the world. No,
2: and and honestly, it's a, it's a bottom three offensive unit as it is anyway, and then this defense has actually been it's pretty overrated in our opinion because, like, it's just a different defense when T.J. Watt isn't out there. And so it's like we 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 look at the Steelers team in our minds from what we thought coming into the year where we're like, you know what, the offense might struggle, but at the very least they'll have a good defense. The defense has not been good either, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's this is just the, the perfect storm for the Bills to just come out and, and crush. Here's my only hesitation in this. If you think that, like, hey, I'm going to back the Bills here or, hey, this could be, like, this could get incredibly out of hand. One, it could. Two, we could see a bunch of Bills on the sideline in the fourth quarter in this game. They played that marathon game against the Dolphins. They had a hard-fought game this past week as well, and they play the Chiefs next week. Mm-hmm. So, this is, like, this the is not a... Do
4: have the look-ahead and backdoor cover?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't even think it's a look-ahead spot. I think it's a, hey, let's get up 27 points and get these guys on the sideline. And, and yeah. Yeah, okay. and, like, and whatever. And so... I would just be hesitant about laying the points with the bills this week. Look, if you're in a non, and we'll talk, we'll talk survivor a little bit later. If, if you're in a non circus survivor contest, then by all means go to town if you want to do that. But like, I don't know about the 14 because I I honestly believe, look, there that's a sharp coaching staff up there in Buffalo and they understand how many plays they ran against Miami. They understand the whole comeback situation this past, this, this past week as well. It's a, it makes no sense whatsoever for them to be taking unnecessary snaps in the fourth quarter in a game that they should win and win handily. And so I would imagine we see a bunch of build starters on the sideline in the fourth quarter. And like I said, backdoor cover, even with Kenny Pickett could be wide open. Cause it could be a whole bunch of second and third string guys. I'm
4: very curious as to why Mike Tomlin didn't just start him against the jets, right? Because I'm looking mm-hmm. at the schedule ahead. They're at Buffalo take on the bucks after that at Miami at the Philadelphia Eagles teams with a combined 12 and 4 record to this point, and you're just throwing your rookie quarterback to the fire in a lot of ways. Um, I just think that it would have been better to give him more of an opportunity to actually get in against New York and try to win the game mm-hmm. from the start.
2: Yeah. No, I, I look, I think that Mike Tomlin honestly thought that Mitch Trubisky could be the guy I, I do. I think he honestly thought that Mr. Biscay could be the guy and it was just never going to be in the cards. And he was always just a placeholder as it is anyway. Honestly, I didn't think I thought the perfect time to make the switch would have been after the buy because look, Kenny Pickett is about to get mm-hmm. four beatdowns in a row. Mm-hmm. Like this is not the greatest way to start a guy's career. It's like, hey, by the way, Bills, Bucks, Dolphins, Eagles. For real. Have a good one, buddy. Like, like, I thought the perfect time would have been after the bye to where it's like at least it's a little bit softer of a landing spot with the Saints. Um, but, boy, this is going to be a rough, rough stretch yeah. here and perhaps a rough stretch for – getting any win total bets home. Wow, know, okay, low, 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 low. shots fired. Thanks yeah, for that. Yeah.
4: Yes, I have not only the Steelers win total over, but I have their alternate win total over <laughs> as well. So, prayers up for your We'll girl. talk about bets um,
2: that we love and hate tomorrow. Yeah, so, there's we'll a long tease. Yeah, there's a long <laughs> tease for you.
4: Uh, numbers, though, for Kenny Pickett in his first action in the NFL, ran for two touchdowns, average 9.2 yards per attempt, 13.2 air yards, small sample size, but already better than what we saw from Mitch Trubisky so far this season. Three interceptions. He was 10 of 13. So, all of his were caught by somebody, mm-hmm. so just ten of the, them to his own team. The,
2: the other thing about this too with the Steelers' squad is like I don't know, I, I mean they're they're kind of, they don't want to admit it. They're kind of in a rebuild as well. Like Chase Claypool is non-existent in this offense or something. Like I, I would almost yeah. go to one of these wide receiver needy teams. Or
4: Najee hasn't done anything yeah, either. Like
2: I'd go to one of these wide receiver needy teams and see what maybe I could get for him because you would still be left with Deontay Johnson and George Pace. So like yeah. you still have a really good one too, and then Friermuth at tight end is a Pretty good option as well. I would at least see maybe what I could get because he's not getting any looks as it is anyway in this offense, and you're two years away at least from competing, so it's kind of like why not see if you could get another, whatever, second-round pick for him or or whatever it might be to kind of help fortify what this team needs to be two or three years from now.
4: Also, while you're on Firemouth and Deontay Johnson, mm. I don't know like how much this is just hyping up the guy that came into the game, but both of them just absolute raving words about Kenny Pickett mm-hmm. after this, talking about how he plays with confidence, he has leadership, swagger, all these things. So maybe he can give them a little bit of a boost, even if they're not winning games, to at least Prime be up because He's getting all them targets, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Right? Like the primary is
2: like, I love him, <laughs> man. He keeps throwing me them targets, <laughs> man. i like, guess I'm good. Let's do this.
4: Well, from trouble out there in Pittsburgh mm. to trouble – in paradise as well, it appears. Giselle and Tom Brady reportedly, according to the New York Post, both gotten divorced lawyer. And so this is one of They've those things up, that, as we, that it's as a personal they thing. And you're like, why the hell are you talking about this on a sports betting program that's not relevant? The question that I have to you about this is that yeah, usually. We talk
2: about whatever we want to on when, here. That's why. Yeah, Yeah, that's um, why we do it.
4: But with these types of things, with um, a very personal thing that's being portrayed Mm -hmm. very publicly out there to the world Mm -hmm. in a certain way, making you look a certain way. I feel like that can go one of two ways for somebody, right? That you can either really struggle and be dealing with a lot of the mental stuff, or you go out there and just like crush everyone and go scorched earth moving forward. Mm And with Tom Brady, I feel like he's kind of like this alien robot human being. And
2: I would agree. I could see
4: this in, for whatever reason, like not really having an effect unless it was positive. And I know that that sounds probably terrible or weird, but I could see him, like, taking all of his energy and, like, anything that he's struggling with and just focusing on film and focusing on the the task at hand.
2: Well... I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that maybe he was just doing that anyway, and that's why they're getting divorced. <laughs> he was like yeah. non, like, kind of like, not it's present like Tom there. Brady for a while. Ha- Tom Brady, Tom uh,
4: Brady, I'm divorcing yeah. him for infidelities, yeah. cheating on you me know, with football. Like,
2: <laughs> I'm guessing like he probably was doing that anyway, because uh, that might be that's what was valid. going on. But if you do want to go to my Twitter, I did write a, uh, I did write a column about uh, quarterbacks against the spread records after they've had in-season divorces. No, I'm just kidding. That's what? Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like- yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's a joke. It's a, it's, a, it's a, but, like that is. Good. Gonna be a thing. So like, that is going to be a thing tomorrow. Like, trust We're me. We're going to get those obscure yes, stats. Yes.
4: Somebody's S- going to have it.
2: Someone is all over this for sure. <laughs> like there's there's already been a bunch of research being done with all this. But I mean, you do bring a valid point. It does point. suck
4: though. I feel for both you, of them and the kids and you, all that stuff. It's you, you, you do
2: bring up a valid point just for the fact that like, would this affect a normal human being? I just don't like he is not a normal human right. being, in my opinion. Like, I don't think that he's a normal human being, so I don't think this affects him at all, right? The only thing that is fairly interesting about this team that's really beat up right now, and all, their season win total is still sitting at 11.5 for this Buck squad. And, like, look, Chris Godwin was able to come back on a limited basis this past week. Julio Jones had to leave yet again. You got Cameron Brake gets a concussion.
4: I have a good stat for you.
2: There's just a lot of things that this team – they're old, man. Like this is not one of the young team. They're old. Like this Chris things Godwin, could go wrong Chris Julio
4: Jones, and Mike Evans have only been on the field for 27 snaps together. Yeah,
2: you that's not a lying? recipe
4: for success.
2: Julio Jones is dust, and you heard it here first. You're just Julio calling everybody Jones. dust
4: today. Julio Jones,
2: though, full on is dust, and this is like it's sad for me because I remember peak Julio Jones, and it was like the greatest thing to watch. But he he's he's dust. He's 33 years old. I mean, this is one of those things. Like it's sometimes we just have to understand when we get to a when we get to a point in a receiver's career specifically you know some of these guys that we have such fond memories of it's very hard for us to just come to the realization that they are not only mere mortals anymore but that they're actually like below replacement level in the NFL and I think that's kind of where we're at with Julio and I
4: think what's tough about seeing it with Julio specifically is that it's happened really abruptly like he was great like outstanding top of his game just a couple years ago and then Injuries happen, and he's fall, not the same.
2: You fall off, yeah, fall off a cliff. You wake up old one day, and that kind of happened to him. Right? I mean, he was, you know, three seasons ago was great. Hasn't played a full comp. Hasn't played even half the games in a season, you know, in, in three years. And so it's just we hadn't seen Julio since, you know, four seasons. All
4: ago. this to say, Buccaneers-Falcons. Bucks, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite hosting Atlanta. The Is that greatest, an easy?
2: One of the greatest teaser legs. <laughs> One of the greatest teasers you can play. This. All the teasers have been just absolutely miserable here for, like, basically three of the first four weeks. But
4: That is a tremendous tease, though. Yes. Because you know what Teaser we're going to do next segment?
2: Teaser Tuesday.
4: Whoa, why'd you say it like that? Yeah. T- t- it was, was that the Louisiana coming out, or was that...
2: I was just, you know, listen, we have a broad demographic out there and I just want to, I want to, You're I'm enough. going to make sure and speak what to everyone.
4: Think, Matt Brown, man of the people. We're on
2: in Louisiana. Thank He's you. It's never
4: been nice. more relatable. We, we anyway. will talk about your LSU Tigers, by the way. Oh, mm. I saw Ed Ogeron. He was on the sideline at Tulane on Friday. Hmm. I met him. He was nice. Very tan. Super rich. Super rich. Yeah. Very tan. Nice man.
2: For being bad at his job.
4: Back in a few.
3: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: The temperature might be cooling off, but fall sports are... Just heating up on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers, your go to sportsbook for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, basketball, and hockey. Now's the perfect time to join Bet Rivers. New bettors receive up to $500 in free bets when you make a first time deposit using the code SPORTS. Go to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game.
3: It's another, another one. Another one. We the best. Teaser Tuesday.
2: Bow, bow, bow. Oh, man, These that was fancy.
0: Tuesday. Let's go. <gasps> we
2: get new chairs in here on a Monday Who and new graphic right on now? a Tuesday. What is? She, what, what What? are they going to do for, this, for tomorrow? I, I don't am, even know if there's anything else they can do. Are we going to walk in and like, just crumble cookies everywhere? Is that what's going to happen? Because I, that's about the only thing we could do to make this better.
4: I got to tell you, I'm losing my mind right now. This that was is, fantastic. Was, well done, really, crew. We should Thank probably you.
2: have one of those now. For every single region, and I'm glad like, that I we mean, had, just like every single region. I'm glad that we
4: had Ryan's stoic voice there though, saying yeah. Teaser Tuesday instead of this Teaser Tuesday that we yeah. had before. But, it just doesn't have the same ring don't, don't to it. Don't you think we Matt. need one like
2: every single time we come back in though? Like I kind of yeah, think, we gotta get. We're gonna start think, working out. Even some. if we don't have anything planned to talk, and it's just be like here's random sports betting talk, yeah, boom, and like that would be amazing too. I like that too anyway, much. I like that too much. That said, <laughs>
4: teaser much. Tuesday, mm-hmm. and for- we're so fortunate, so blessed to be on the desk with the teaser extraordinaire himself, <sighs> yeah, yeah, Matt Brown.
2: We've been winning at such a high we're rate We're just so going to pretend yeah. that
4: the Rams one didn't happen, okay? <sighs> yeah. And blame ow, Matt Stafford, ow. blame Matty Ice mm-hmm. for the pick six. That's all I can say. But there are some options this week.
2: There are. There, there's a plethora of options this week (laughs) there is so many different options there's
0: a plethora that's from yeah it's from. i don't know that's from it's from
2: three amigos uh anyway um that's probably before your time do you know three Three amigos the movie no uh, not really mm -hmm. yeah i didn't didn't think so is
4: that the one with uh steve uh yeah yeah, there
2: you go and martin and yeah and yeah and look at all that i know what's up and chevy if you, are you just naming <laughs> everyone We're by their first, first name? name You're naming everyone by, <laughs> by their say? first name? Uh, Go on. Yeah, so look, if, uh, if the Packers eight right now, eight, eight and a half in favor of, uh, over the Giants. Giants, we don't even know what the quarterback situation is going to be. It doesn't look good for Daniel Jones, so it looks like it's going to be Davis Webb. I mean, listen, I understand it was a sweat this past week with the Packers to get the the teaser cover over the Patriots, but this is, this is a worse version of – the situation even than what the Patriots were rolling out because at least with Brian Hoyer, he's had some game experience. What I understand they had to go to Bailey's happy at some point, but like at least you knew going into that, it's like, Hey, look, Brian Hoyer's at least had game experience. Th- this is going to be a complete disaster if Davis Webb has to go in this game. And it looks like it is. Cause I mean, again, mm-hmm. they, they are bringing in guys to work out and typically you're not bringing in dudes to work out. If you think that your starter is going to be able to go, cause you've already got a backup. So it's like, this seems, this seems like we're, the writing's on the wall here. That it's not going to be Daniel Jones, and so it would it would shock me if the Packers here, even with it being overseas, like it's not a I know they're listed second, but it's not a home game; it's over in London. Um, it's it would shock me if they can't get this done by at least a field goal. So I, I like this leg. This leg already. Packers second week
4: in a row they get backup quarterback.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is like this, this is the greatest. This is like the worst thing ever for our Vikings bets, and just the greatest thing for, for all these Packers believers. They've gotten such a cake stretch here and they're gonna it's gonna they're gonna win the division again and our tickets are gonna go down and whatever but it is what it is. Um so that one's a that I was one's a very so
4: that's a leg you feel confident in.
2: Very, very good leg. And then like how could I ever argue against playing the Vikings as seven point favorites. You can take that down to one against the Bears. The Bears are absolutely putrid. I mean this team is complete garbage and if you look they're just not even they're not a team that is ever that is is built to win by two scores at all. It's just impossible. When you throw the ball as little as they do and when you play as slow as they do, and it's it's impossible almost for them to win by two scores. And so if you want to play the Vikings, I think that is a very, very attractive leg as well. I imagine they are going to be in a million teasers this week.
4: The one that I liked, and maybe you don't, but same number there, but the Jags at home taking on the Texans, bringing that one down, I feel like was a good look because the Texans have just been... I mean, every time I think that they're on their way up, they just go back down. And to have such an injured Chargers team still take advantage of them the way that they did. Justin Herbert, by the way, did not look injured at all.
2: No, no, no. And this Texans team. But the Texans they, are not they good. They come and back the Jag- down to earth. And
4: the Jags are good. Yeah. And even though they lost this past week against the Eagles, the Eagles are the best team in the National yeah. Football League at this point. And the Jags are good. Like, I like them. To, if, all you have to do is win the game. Feels good.
2: Yeah. And, and this one already, already in the account. Here's the thing. The Texans they've come back down to earth. We kind of Davis Mills came at the end of last year, provided like at least a little bit of a spark. And we kind of thought, okay, maybe he can do something this year. He has been, Atrocious. So
4: like, I was one of those people. I yeah. had a lot of optimism about Davis Mills coming into yeah. this game um, because of the reasons that you just stated. And then especially week one, you have a game with the Colts mm. that we were under the clearly now we know incorrect yeah. impression that Indianapolis was going to be very good. And they walk away with the 2020 tie in that game. And so I'm like, okay, even though this was kind of an ugly game, yeah. they're competitive mm-hmm. and, against a team that's really, really good. And now they're, you
2: he's know, 0-3-1, yeah. and,
4: and it's been br- rough. He,
2: he's, he's been horrible. And, and you look at this Jags team, and I honestly believe when it's all said and done, unless injuries play a huge role in this, I think this Jags defense is going to be a top-10 defense in the NFL with, like, an upside of, like, top five, six. Like, there's a lot of playmakers on this defense. And I think if these younger guys just continue to get better and better as the course of the season goes along, like – I think this has a legitimate top five, six upside for this defense for the Jags. And so the other thing about this Jaguars team is it's just horrible for this Texan squad as well. And the reason why this is a fantastic teaser leg and everything else this week is – Jags are about the healthiest team in the entire NFL. They've had no major injuries mm-hmm. whatsoever. Like every single team has had someone go down, this Jags team's like rolling everyone oh. out there. They're just like they're jam boxing, you know. Whatever. My
4: one question about Jacksonville this week: Do we know the weather report? Is it going to be rainy or is it going to be okay? Because clearly they haven't done any wet ball drills based on what mm-hmm. I saw last
2: week. Yes. Trevor Lawrence. This is true. <laughs> this is true. But- Trevor Lawrence is doing the whole thing like they do, and in Yikes. college, Ray has to walk around with a football Ray, all week the long. Program, yeah. The program. Yeah. He has to walk around with the football all week long, and they're like, everyone's trying to make him fumble it, and yep. if he does, then he's got to do, like, extra drills. But th- this is just a perfect – this is just – this is so – I mean, yes. again, this is so perfect for this, for this Jackson. Any, this defense is going to feast against the Texans.
4: Any interest in the Chiefs just to beat the Raiders, bringing the seven down?
2: Yeah, dude, that is – that number is, that number is short. And we're already – well, now we've seen a couple of 7 and a half's pop. I was going to say, like, the seven was short as it was anyway. I thought this was more – this more should have been eight, eight-and-a-half, and it probably will get there by the time this is all said and done. The Chiefs are just much, much better than the Raiders are. And, and if you look at what the Chiefs have been able to do, too, with just creating all this pressure, which came out of nowhere, I'm so, so wacky that we didn't see this coming – but they're they're creating all this pressure just with their front four. Derek Carr is not good under pressure at all. I mean, this is just a, this has mismatches written all over it. So yes, this is this is this one super quality. And then the Bucks and the Falcons is another one. Like, yeah,
4: we mentioned that one already the, off the top, but I agree with you. The definitely. Bucks at
2: eight and a half. I mean, like it's just another one, right? I mean, you take that eight and a half down to two and a half. In this Falcon, while the Falcons offense has looked at least somewhat serviceable, the defenses looked every bit as bad as we thought that they were going to be. And this is only going to be a little bit healthier version of the Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Like we didn't come out of that game with Chris Godwin getting re-injured. Julio was never really out there anyway. So like him not being out there this this week. Doesn't matter anyway, right? Like, and he's their fourth. That's the thing. He's he's the fourth option as it is anyway. Russell Gage is the third option there for the Bucks. I
4: um, I wanted to throw something out here Mm -hmm. just to go back to the Raiders chiefs real briefly, because I was looking, I wanted to make sure I was right about the scores in their meetings last Mm -hmm. year. And ever since two years ago, when the Raiders did that victory lap in the bus around um, after beating Casey, they've just gotten torched last year. Results 41 to 14 and 48 to nine. The chiefs have just dominated the Raiders ever since that happened two years ago. And uh, (laughs) I know know the Raiders didn't have Devontae Adams then, but it's still not.
2: It's a long shot. It's a long shot. The one one non-traditional out there, the 49ers, six and a half right now um, going to the Panthers. This might even get to seven. That one could be kind of the non-traditional teaser there, just basically getting the 49ers to win that ground game alone Jimmy Garoppolo shouldn't have to do anything in this game this team the Panthers are falling apart they want the coach gone they want the quarterback gone the defense God, has been one of the most
4: Baker Mayfield yeah. is so the defense has been bad. one of the most most
2: disappointing in the end I actually thought the defense would at least be okay which would keep them in games and yeah, they've been Brian bad Burns, so like, yeah.
4: they have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball they should be significantly better than they are and it's just been it's been really hard to watch now yeah. Matt Yes. Um, every hour like we do here on the network mm. uh, every single day. 20 pro tips every single show covering num- number of different sports. We do our pro tips. Uh, the pro tip for this hour.
2: Yeah, so listen, don't forget to not only check out, you know, we always talk about the next game that these teams are going to play. We're always talking about the game this week, whatever, and like sometimes we'll talk about look ahead spots, but listen, look at the schedule as a whole, and we're talking about specifically about this Bill situation, right? Like it's a big, big spread, and there is a there's a reason to fear laying the points with that because of the way that the schedule has lined up for them. Tough, tough games two weeks in a row and a huge game next week as well. This game would be a game in which they would rest players, if anything like that. So be sure and take a look at the schedule as a whole and not just the next game that's coming up.
4: Yeah, situational situation is yes. what I meant, not situational. Sure. There you go. You get it. Anyways, vcin.com slash subscribe. Get them all.